it's Friday, April 27th, in the big, bad Niagara region. I feel weird today, I must say. I've been up, I've been down, I've been all around. It's been so fun. Sometimes I just, I um, am so intense, I drive myself insane. And I'm grateful for the people who even get a hint of how intense I can be. (laughs) Craig used to say that my intensity was like the best thing and the worst thing about me. Um, Felt too much. That's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Um, So I want to say, I think this is number eight. And, um... Sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this? You know, da, da, da. But I know I'm just doing this for myself. I'm just telling stories that I like to tell. And I get lost. And I think it's, it's fun and it's good. And it's for my friends, really. Um, but it's awesome when people don't, that I don't really know that well, who I admire big time, like professionals that are mentors to me, um, message me and say that they really like what I'm doing and that I'm doing what nobody else does um, because this is it. I'm not, I'm not being attention seeking. I don't want anybody to play a violin for me because I'm just telling my story. Everybody's got a story with many layers and many chapters to it. This is just mine. And I always wanted to write a book, um, but there's no way that I'm writing a book. So I'm doing this. Um, eventually, well, tomorrow, um, my friend Christina is going to be my first guest, so that will be good because you'll get to hear me interact with another human. Um, you can hear what my social skills are like in that situation. Um, so really, thank you so much for the messages. And when people say that, like they tell my one friend said she um, downloaded it, all of them, and she was listening to the podcast when she was flying to Israel and another person was feeding their baby another person was clipping their toenails um it just makes me feel good um that my stories somehow make other people feel good or mean anything at all so thank you that made me feel really good I was feeling a little bit cocky caca today and uh off and on I'm like a fucking seesaw sometimes I'm not bipolar I'm just very extreme um so after work today I went to my friend Leslie's and um we had some tea and I smoked a joint and um well we had a lot of catching up to do because we didn't see each other for years and years and years and she's been listening to the podcast And I don't know, I just started telling stories. I don't get to talk a lot, only on my podcasts. And when I go to Leslie's or if I see my friends. But generally speaking, I'm alone. And don't boohoo, it's just the way it is. Like I talk to my kids as much as I can. Um, But I'm not an active mom. I'm not, like, I'm not, I am an active mom, but I'm not a psychoactive mom. I'm not psychoactive. I'm not the kind of mom that I wish I could be. 
I can't do certain, I can't, I'm, I can't go, like, be a hockey mom or anything like that. I just can't. It's not, not possible. I can barely make my own appointments. It's very difficult for me sometimes to complete an 18-hour work week, and that's really embarrassing to say, but it's true. That's where I'm at right now. I used to work three jobs and take care of two kids, one husband, two dogs. And I guess I just was burning so bright for so long I had to uh, break, and that's what happened um, on January 8th when I suffered from my broken heart syndrome and nearly died. Um, anyways, that's another story. Um, I wanted to tell, okay, so I was talking about Leslie's, went to Leslie's and I started telling stories. Today I was wondering why am I so screwed up about guys? Cause now I'm, I'm officially like out there. It's not just one or two. It's been kind of 2.5. Uh, the 0.5 was this person who I never met who just stayed in his basement, I think. And wanted to Facebook me. That means use my throat as a vagina. And also maybe take ice and or acid. Um, and when I was drunk and reading it, I wasn't really thinking. And I was like, I didn't say yes to ice. But acid, I think, yeah, I did. I was like, yeah, well, maybe if I was with you. And the next day when I read it, I was like, what the F? I have two kids, I'm 46. I'm not taking no acid. So somebody with like, okay, so I'm on acid and this man with dreadlocks is face fucking me. Like what kind of bad trip would that be? Um, or how fun it would be <laughs> if I died because like his cock obstructed my breathing. <laughs> Like, what would Jagger have to say? What would the paramedics tell people? Like, when, when we found her, like, she was standing here in this guy's house, and, you know, he seems a little bit fucked up right now. And But she basically suffocated because he was using her throat as a vagina, and she stopped breathing. So um, he was tight <laughs> dodged bullet. No offense, friend, but I try to be nice to you. I don't know what else to say. Um, that's the first time I've ever seen porn. Um, got some pictures from Pornhub. Broke that cherry. A few things, like, since Craig has died, I've done a few things that, well, quite a few things now that I've never done. It's like my own little bucket list. Um, okay, so I wanted to tell this story about... Um, yeah, I was at Leslie's telling stories, and I was like, why am I so fucked up? Like, I, you know, I don't want to talk about that, um, trust or whatever, but it's really, people say that you can't blame the way you are because of the parents that you had, and I think for the most part that that is correct. However, I was fortunate enough to be surrounded by okay oh and I'll, I'll talk about me in a second my brother 
he was not dealt a good deck of cards. No, no, I'll use another example because people will be like, she's talking about her parents. Um, okay, like, uh, you know, some people are born into a family and that parent has was a drinker and the baby has fetal alcohol syndrome and then that baby is adopted by another family and then that family abuses that kid. Don't tell me that that person isn't going to have lifelong lifelong trauma and issues. Um, aside from having fetal alcohol syndrome, you would. You would have lifelong issues. You wouldn't know why, but you would. Um, uh, like, it just depends on your coping skills and your DNA and your environment like I'm sorry like my brother really didn't have a chance and this isn't um this isn't a podium for me to attack those people that raised us I'm just being honest um I'm just gonna tell a story and then you can decide so I'm uh I'm about okay Adam is about 17 so I'm 18 and it's the summertime and we live in Niagara Falls and Adam went out to hang out on Clifton Hill with his friend Eric who lives somewhere in the states now I wish I could look him up he was really good to my brother he's a little weirdo but he was really good to Adam anyways um Adam went out and he was supposed to call like this is the 90s oh my god Okay, actually, this is the time Kristen French was missing right right then, like right during this time. So I was 18. That's right. And I was, okay, Adam. So uh, my dad was raging. Not my dad. I'm not calling him my dad anymore. He was my dad then. He is now Paco. Paco is like the Tasmanian devil. He was like pacing around the house because my brother's call was late I guess he was supposed to call at 9 30 or something and I don't know he didn't I don't know he couldn't find a fucking phone booth what's the big deal but he did call he called at 11 instead of 9 30 so I went in and told my dad I was like trying to ice like not icing smooth things over dad Adam called and he said he couldn't find a phone booth and um but let me go back so when Adam called I told him, when you come home, dad is raging. He's pacing around the house and um, just say you're sorry and that it's your fault. Just agree with whatever he says because he's raging. And um, in the meantime, uh, so then I hung up, went and told my, my dad that and my dad was like, he was sweating. He was like, he had sweat on his chin. He's, I'm sorry, he's revolting. When somebody's that mean and like rabid to attack their child, they're fucking revolting. And uh, it's this fucking son. I don't understand. As a parent, I just, I don't understand. Anyways, oh, anyways, Adam, 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 Adam. Okay, so. My dad locks the back door, and that's where we used to come in, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table, which is right by the back door, because I'm waiting for Adam. There's no way I'm leaving, because um, I know something horrible is going to happen, because I've been conditioned to know when something bad is going to happen. It's part of, it was part of our pattern. 
People don't want to hear it. It makes them uncomfortable. And I'm not living in the past. It's just a fucking fact. It's part of the story. It's part of my story. And I'm allowed, I'm allowed to tell it. Because it happened. It happened to him. And it happened to me. And I'm not an attention seeker for telling it. It's an interesting story. It's a sad story. And it's my story. So fuck off if you don't want to listen to it. Um, Adam. Sorry. I was just thinking of some family. Adam, the door, my dad, he come back, he came back and he goes, Who locked the door? Well, we were the only ones awake, so I'm like me. And he goes, You leave that door open. I wanna hear it when he comes home. I wanna get him when he comes home. So and then he he fucking takes off like the spins away in his Tasmanian devil way. And um and then my brother comes home. And, oh, God, I don't even remember how it happened. It was just, like, now, from this point on, it's been, it's been so many years. Like, I'm 46. Adam would be 44. And he was 17 back then, so it was a fucking long time ago. But my, I, I just can't remember. But somehow we all ended up in the oh yeah my dad attacked my brother outside he heard my brother in the backyard and as soon as my brother walked in the backyard my dad like like a fucking leopard jumped on him and i'm not exaggerating people also don't want to believe this but it's true just because my dad looks like a cute little sweet german man doesn't mean he is and i don't give a shit if he is to you but he wasn't to my brother and he wasn't to me and he still isn't um, I don't care. I don't care. Anyways, I sound angry. It's because I'm talking about him. I It, it gets me worked up, um, especially when I'm talking about Adam. Anyways, so he attacked Adam, and uh, he was beating the shit out of him. So I remember I, gra- I put my arms around Paco, and I fucking threw him. I ripped his ape arms off of my brother and yelled, Run! to him and he fucking ran and ran and ran and ran and then uh, I don't know what my dad was doing to me he's calling me a shit disturber and an asshole and a troublemaker um, because I was was always meddling but I had to protect him and she was too fucking weak to ever do anything she was always the victim how do you think I feel well you know when I was a kid, I really did feel sorry for her. That asshole would make my brother piss his pants or he would throw a metal container at my head or push me through a glass window when I don't, <laughs> whatever, that's another story. Um, and I was just supposed to be like swept under the rug like nothing happened and she was a victim and then I ended up feeling sorry for her and then I'd worry that he was going to feel bad and kill himself. So suddenly this was about them and not us and I'm now I'm just like you guys were the worst. <laughs> um, I'm just so grateful that I I met Craig because if I didn't I swear, swear to the magic man in the sky I would be D-E-A-D, dead. I wish I had a kazoo. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so Adam ran and ran and ran and ran, and then I uh, went looking for him because I was scared. Like, it wasn't summer. It was spring, so it was warm out during the day, but really, really cold at night. Maybe 
comparable to what it is like now. And uh, I rode my bike everywhere. I was riding my bike as far as I could all over Niagara Falls and calling out my brother's name. And then when I went home and fell asleep for a little while, I felt guilty. I felt guilty for sleeping when he could be asleep, like, I don't know, dead in a ditch or something. You know, it was horrible. So that's what happened. And then my brother never came home. He came back and got his stuff, and my dad was pleading and begging him to stay because, you know, what what, what are people going to think? What are they going to think? So, um, yeah, my dad was awesome with that. Um, uh, a story about my grandma. Oh. Oh. <laughs> This is a really messed up story, um, but <laughs> it's it's really bittersweet because, like, my grandma O, my grandma Oshesky, Maria Jura Oshesky, um, she was 90 pounds, maybe maybe 95 at one point. I don't know. She was so fucking small. Um, and after my grandpa died, she only wore black. Um, and then she... She always had a drinking problem as far as I could remember, but it got much worse after my grandpa died. And um, you're going to be really disgusted with this. And uh, if her daughters listens to this or my cousins, like, just remember I was a kid and um, I loved grandma, loved Babcha, but we were fucked up kids. And this is the story that I'm going to tell. So my grandma used to wear a lot of polyester pants and... Um, she was an alcoholic, um, and um, she was sometimes incontinent or didn't maybe clean right, so her polyester pants smelled really bad. And then one year at Christmas, <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this story. I was desperate for something funny because I've been feeling kind of heavy. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. So one year at Christmas in our stock, we always got incense in our stocking, which is pretty cool, I have to say. Um, there were some good things that Paco did. I'm not going to say there weren't. Um, but anyways, Paco put incense <laughs> in our stockings. <laughs> I remember we were both burning it. And he's like, hey, Lisa, doesn't that incense smell like essence of pussy like kind of like grandma O's <laughs> and forever that incense was essence of pussy and even though we didn't refer to grandma O there was this dark undertone about my grandmother's incontinence and the smell of her polyester pants and this Asian incense that we would burn I didn't like it I stopped burning it but essence of pussy um, also my grandma, because she, she, okay, this is how I was young when I heard the stories and like, I don't have a relationship with my parents and I don't get much time to see my aunt. So I'm just going to tell the story as I remember it as a child. <laughs> well, my grandmother, um, she didn't have very much money and, um, she, was going through withdrawal because she didn't have any alcohol because alcohol was a staple. And, um, so I guess, 
Okay, she had one of those TVs that, you know, back in the 70s, if you're 40 and up, you're going to know what I'm talking about. They were like, it's like a fucking piece of furniture on the floor, huge TV. And uh, anyway, so my grandma called the neighbors and said that, oh, she called the cops. She called the cops and she ran across the street to the neighbor's house and she said that um, there were teenagers in her house and they were um, trying to steal her TV and um, they had a poodle with them and it spoke beautiful Polish. And I, I always loved that story. Like it was so sad, but when she said that the dog spoke beautiful Polish, it just... It killed me. Um, she was awesome. She used to, she was a shoplifter. Um, she used to steal candy for us or underwear for me. Um, she was banned from Miracle Mart on Victoria Avenue in Niagara Falls. I think she was banned from Rosberg. Um, but I for sure know Miracle Mart because I remember reading it in the Niagara Falls Review when I was a little girl. And uh, anyways, she used to steal. She didn't speak any English either. She would steal steak. I remember that. Some meat. That's right. She stole meat from Miracle Mart. Um, anyways, so she rode her bike everywhere. She didn't have her license. Um, so she was an alcoholic. She didn't speak. I don't remember her speaking English. I remember her speaking very little English, but... Um, some other people in my family, um, my aunt on my other side said she spoke good, good English. So I don't remember that, but she used to go to the Polish hall on Thorold Stone Road. It's gone now. It's been ripped down, but she would go there and she'd go to Legion and get like drunk and any Polish events that were going on there. She'd get drunk. She'd get on her bike and then she'd get hit by a car right at that corner. Um, so that was like she was just such a survivor she was constantly getting hit by cars um tiny maybe it wasn't as often as it seemed maybe i'm getting her mixed up with me um but she did get hit by a car at least at least two times anyways that's my grandma oh um one night i slept there after my after my grandpa died and i slept on my grandpa's side <laughs> I slept on my grandpa's side and uh, there was a curtain where the closet door is supposed to be and uh, when you're eight that's pretty creepy right so uh, whatever my grandma was reading to me this was a Polish book about birds so I didn't speak English, um, Polish so I was just listening to her whatever I fell asleep to her reading to me the Polish book about birds <laughs> and then I woke up to her it was fucking lightning and thunder and there and she was screaming Maku Maku at the top of her lungs and that was my grandfather's name um that was pretty terrifying my my grandma also gave me nightmares like I I used to dream about her in black and white um, I think I'm going to put a picture of her up the next time I do podcast because she looks like some kind of version of Marlena Dietrich, um, maybe a little bit scarier. Uh, anyways, um, 
did I want to say anything else? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to tell a funny Craig story. This is really funny. It's just sm small, funny, two little stories. This is all I got to give tonight. Um, and then I'll say why. Um, I remember one time when Craig and I were living on Jefferson Avenue and we were going to the AGO. We were taking the streetcar <laughs> on King Street. I don't know why. It makes me laugh. I'm 46 years old. Anyways, it was really cold out. <laughs> and Craig was dressed up. He looked really nice. And we were in the bus, like in the booth. <laughs> and I remember looking at his knuckles. And he had like snot crust on his knuckles. And I'm such a fucking child. Like, he had to put up with so much. I just feel so sorry for him. Anyways. I laughed so hard at him about the snot knuckles. Like, it took a really long time for me to stop. And years later, I would go, Hey, Craig, remember that time when we were going to the AGO and you had snot on your knuckles? <laughs> and he would just be fucking dry and say, Yes, Lisa, I do. But each time I told that story, it made me laugh. And another time, I saw him look at cat vomit. <laughs> Every time he gagged, it made me laugh. Not when he was sick, but before. When he was healthy, Craig. So this is what's been hard, is like, I went out on a... I don't know if I've talked about this yet, or maybe I did. I went out on a date. I didn't know it was, I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know what to expect. Not through some dating website or anything like that. Just coincidence on Facebook. So the person's really nice. Very different from anybody that I've, well, I've been with Craig. So totally different, but really nice. Um, and we had a good time. He, took me to the beach and we skipped with skipped rocks which was really cool and uh it was beautiful it was sunny and then we went to Dunville and I know people make fun of Dunville just like they make fun of Welland and Niagara Falls um but there's something nice about every town like you just have to look for it people just like to highlight the shit and I don't I try not to do that because this is my home and Dunville was really nice um, but we just went for a coffee and some diner and then went for a ride, went for lunch, hung out a bit and came back. So, um, it's irritating cause it takes up time in your, in your mind. Like, and then you're like, if I like him and he doesn't like me, it's going to hurt. And I don't, I just want to be casual. And then, but it's like, what if I what if I like him more than that and uh it's just really scary it was so comfortable with Craig like I cannot stress enough how much I miss how much I miss the comfort of being in a okay let's go back to when he's healthy when I talk about when Craig was alive. I'm not talking about like the last five years. I mean, I valued the time with him, 
but those aren't golden memories. Those aren't the memories I want back. Times that I want back is like laying in bed with him. I miss, I'm sorry, I miss laying in bed with him. I miss watching TV with him, put my foot up on his lap. I miss doing stupid things to him and lying to him and trying to trick him and I miss I miss I miss having I miss having somebody to talk to it's so lonely it really is like I make the best of it and I'm not asking for sympathy or I'm not trying to get picked up on this podcast either so I will not just go out with anybody even though my hormones were saying yes to the dreadlock ice man um I knew that he was not good for me so I guess my emotions are all fucked up because I'm I'm afraid that I might like somebody and that I might have a relationship at some point it might not be with him but it's a good possibility that at some point in my life I'm gonna have a relationship and it just uh it's a little bit scary like you know it just is I mean it's exciting but it's terrifying it's terrifying um and I'm so stinking intense I just need like I need somebody to take like a fucking meat tenderizer and knock me out in the head sometimes (laughs) cause that's how crazy I feel like not the way I feel crazy when I'm anxious in a good thing like somebody might like me or I might like them it it's a good feeling but it can turn into a bad thing when you turn the good anxiety when you add the good anxiety to my existing anxiety um anyways I don't know what I'm doing I'm like rubbing my whole face with my hands uh so it pushed me over the edge I think I was crying. I couldn't stop crying today. Well, no, not all day, but, like, for a little while. I felt really stupid. And I'm not supposed to say that kind of shit about myself, but I did. I felt really foolish because... (laughs) I felt foolish because I texted the guy that I went out with a few times. And then I thought that that was too many times. And then I thought... um, (laughs) I just went downhill from there and it was all in my head and I was on a like a hamster on a wheel in my brain and trying to remind myself that you know you don't really know anything you you don't know who he is you don't know what he's doing don't assume the worst um and I like was driving myself crazy so whether or not this person decides to text me regularly or see me, I have to not care so much. I have to not care about whether or not he texts me because uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I do want to see him again and I want to go out and have a good time again, but I really don't like the way... I don't like the in-between stuff. <laughs> At least, I don't think I do. I don't remember... It was so easy with Craig because we were just so fucking right. But I'm not comparing people to Craig. Like, that's why 
this person's nothing like him, and that's good. I don't want to do that to anybody. That's not fair to them or to me. But anyways, I think this person just wants to be casual anyways. Who can tell? Who can say? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, so I might, uh, do, yeah, doing another podcast tomorrow. Um, and, uh, oh, I might go to the warehouse in St. Catharines tomorrow night. There's karaoke there and I've never done karaoke before and it's something that I'd like to do. So yeah, that's what's going on in the Niagara region area. See you later.